Hello. Hey, Marilyn. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Good. How's your, uh, how's your afternoon? Fine. It's going good. <laughs> I'm uh, reporting live from uh, Apple's new campus. The Steve, Jobs, Steve Jobs Theater. No, I, I should really say I'm reporting from very near the new campus. I don't know if you've had a chance to review the videos, the beautiful, beautiful videos. People are not allowed on the campus. Just in the, the theater part? or The theater part, you're allowed to come in as long as you're taking a photo of the theater to put on Instagram. <laughs> the office buildings... It has been determined at a high white level that people would uh, detract from the naturalistic surroundings and the 9,000 trees. So people will not be allowed in the building. I see. Did that seem weird at all? Am I wrong? No. It's like those minimalist desk photos. Yeah. Why are there no people in the, even just for scale? I don't think there was a single person in any of those shots of the new building. It's weird. They could put a, like a cardboard cutout of a Han They could Solo borrow my Black Widow, put the yeah. Black Widow in there. <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. It just, I don't know. I get it. I mean, I guess. It's just, it's strange. It just uh, set a weird tone to me. I think it was weird. It was a weird event. It felt weird. Well. You, you watched the event. Yes. Mm-hmm. We, we rescheduled our recording so we could do our special live breaking coverage. That's right. Because you won't get a lot of that today. I thought it was weird. I don't know. It was weird. Well, I mean, Apple is a weird company. If hmm, something felt weird about it. Like what? I don't, you know, the thing is, I don't know how much of this I can write down to the fact that there was a big leak Mm -hmm. uh, late last week. And a lot of the stuff that they were announcing was out there. You can't discount what that uh, does to your impression of the the big event. But I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, the stuff about Steve was was nice. I, I hope we're about done with all of that. Yeah, I think we I think we can be. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah, he had a he's a big deal. Like, and obviously, Tim, it was you know a lot of people were you know very moved by that, and it was it was nice. But like, oh my God, it's really I don't know. I don't know. I thought it was weird. I thought it was weird. I think I think the fetishization of that building is odd. I get that it's a big deal. We did a whole episode of another podcast that I do, not a whole episode, part of an episode talking about this, but right. I don't know. I just, I think it's, I think it's strange the extent to which Apple's aesthetic relies on having a minimal number of human beings in it, except where it's necessary in order to demo the device. The, given the opportunity, they would really rather not have people using their products. And when they do show people using their products, it's often very odd. You look odd taking a photo of yourself. You look odd having dots sprayed on your face in the dark. <laughs> All right. You you look like an infographic for an onion article. I don't know. It's just it's it's just it's just odd to me because you know the, the whole point of building this building one imagines that the uh, idea is to like populate it with right. talented to house, visionary house people. people, right? Exactly. But, but, but people are people are lumpy and they poop and they like they eat you know hardies and stuff like that. I guess that doesn't fit into the aesthetic. I don't know. I don't mean to be a karma suck. I thought some of the stuff was absolutely look technically st- stunning from a technical standpoint. I have a couple examples of stuff I thought were amazing at what they're pulling off. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm. 
as ever, I got to see this in person. But like the thing that I thought was most blow away was probably the watch. Yeah, I totally agree. I'm glad. Really, you, said you that. do at 100 percent agree. That that feels like I don't know year over year tech over tech. Mm-hmm. That feels this th- this feels like the watch has kind of arrived. Now, it's not for everybody. It's not for you. Right. But uh, I think what they and again, this, this goes across all the products. What they're able to pack into these things continues to, to be stunning. Um, but that the watch, was, that I was think the, the watch part. has more going for it right now than any other Apple product because health is, I mean, that's something that it's very, very, very easy to ignore your own health. And they gave lots of examples on in their sort of promo video where they were showing how people had been benefited from it. Especially yeah. if you've just been in, in an automobile accident, you can write a letter. <laughs> I saw your tweet about the, yes. Jiminy you, you Christmas. <laughs> that, was, that was like something off a click hole. weird. There, Tim. <laughs> my car is currently on its side, but my Apple Watch is fine. I have a slightly affibrillated beat, but I was able to co- conduct myself in order to present this letter to you. I'm very pleased with the way it survived. My phone went flying, but my watch is fine. Love, Carboy. <laughs> I love the... Uh, I, haven't ha- I haven't worn a watch since my bar mitzvah. That was nice. Um, so that was probably not a Friday night dinner. Right? Um, no, it would just be a... You know, that's a Shabbos dinner Because isn't there an admonition family. against using stuff on Friday night? No, you, well, sundown, right? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta get a, uh, a yeah. Apple Watch uh, Shabbos Goyim. You gotta well, get somebody in there to, to, I mean, to manipulate your watch for you. We don't know if they're Orthodox or not. They were just... Oh, true. You know what See, I'm saying? Maybe it was yes, Hanukkah. bad on me. Bad on me. A, you know... Look at me. I'm Old Testament Joe. I know everything. It's you Yom know, Kippur or really something in there just together. You Yom, can wear a watch on Yom Kippur. More like Nam Kippur. Nom, nom. And that's a good question. Can you, can you wear a watch? Can you tell time? Can you look at a clock? I don't know. You're lighting a fire. You can't light a fire. Right? I mean, yeah. Is it all come down and, to fire lightings? And yeah, work? Yeah, yeah. But, okay, so here, going into this, like, I, when I saw the leak stuff, and it sounded like it was pretty legit. And did, you, did you read and, and read about the leaked stuff? Just, I mean, it was unavoidable yeah. in the circles, the circles in which I moved. It was unavoidable to see. And knowing that we were going to be talking about this stuff a little bit, mm-hmm. I went and read a couple things. Yeah, I did. I did. I read it. But, I mean, setting aside all the you know, weird optics and, oh, my gosh, they've got to be so mad about this. I mean, I wonder if it had some effect on how they did it because everybody seemed nervous. Obviously, they seemed rushed because they had to jam in like so much, like front-loaded with so much stuff. You got the retail, and you got the Steve, and you got the more Steve, and you got the. It was all so weird, and um, but going into this, like I, I like everybody, I guess I was very excited to see what the deal is with these phones and how they're different and all of that. I was even knowing what stuff had been leaked, even knowing what had been leaked that was reportedly going to be coming up. I was ready to go, like, oh, that sounds cool. The Apple Watch sounds cool, right? But like, and I'm sitting here staring at this phone, this X phone, which is a technological marvel, and going like, "Wow, this really looks like an Android phone." <laughs> it's really weird looking. Yeah. And the notch, we got to talk about the notch. Yeah, the, but, the unibrow, as I call it. Yeah, somebody posted a photo of uh, Bruce Willis from about 1985, oh, and that's it, you can't unsee it. But mm. um, no, I guess I, I, I guess um, the assuming that everything, and you know, I have to assume it's all true like the lady on the board with the paddle like that was pretty amazing 
the the ability to have LTE to make and accept phone calls, which are the bane of my existence, but still knowing that's there is is pretty great. And again, just what they managed to jam into this. And on top of that, one of the most amazing slides, I mean, one of the, I'd say the slides that tend to get, that tend to be the least interesting. The least interesting slides are usually the environmental impact ones, which mean that they're about to tell you how much it costs. You know, they're about to tell you the price (laughs) when they get to the most boring slide of all, which is that there's no arsenic in the screen. Thank you for your service. (laughs) But arguably maybe the second most boring screen for, for people in the, in the only country that matters is all the countries that will be available in. Can you imagine what went into, just based on looking at this, these slides, can you yeah. imagine what goes into figuring out custom, uh, localization and then the deal striking that happens to get this almost simultaneously on different continents? That, that, that's the part that makes my mind boggle, honestly. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like, mean, no, I do. All I, the LTE relationships where you'll be able to have, you'll, you'll pay more, but you'll still use the same number. Right, right. And then it, you know, hands off to know that you're on your watch without your phone. So therefore use this for fine friends, like that kind of stuff. That's the kind of details that to me are signature Apple stuff. Right. Because they those could things have are incredibly done. hard to do. And, and yet it, it's all, it's so behind the scenes. They don't even really talk about how behind the scenes it is. This is a company where my messages were coming in. If they came in at all, they were in the wrong order a couple of years ago. Right. And now they're able to know whether you're just – again, I'm not a technologist, but that, that's, that stuff was amazing. So I have to say the watch stuff I thought was very impressive. I did too. And you know, like you mentioned, as much as they're able to pack into this thing, now it's going to work pretty much anywhere. It doesn't need your phone really in the same way and – um, and, and the benefits that they have, the focus on health was super, super smart because when, when the watch mm-hmm. first came out, they were starting to talk about health kit and health kit was really, really immature at the time. It was, uh, it was just in its raw infancy and everybody who got one of these watches early on started using it for, you know, the benefits that come with exercise. I mean, that is the biggest thing. And a lot of people, when I, when I saw them tweeting about it, they were saying, you know, that, that like one guy tweeted to me and said like, my doctor is really happy that I wear one. I, I'm not sure exactly what his problem was. It might've been a heart related thing, but mm. there are so many people who are benefiting from it. And there's so many people like our, our mutual friend, uh, Dalrymple mm-hmm. who, you know, like he, I don't he know how 50 much, pounds, yeah, 50, 50 plus pounds, because this yeah. was something that motivated him to go out and, and start moving. And, you know, it, he could have, he could have gone out and gone on walks without it. You know, but this was the mm-hmm. thing that helped him want to do that, and so I think anybody who's helped by it in that way, it, it's a benefit. I exercise a lot. I mean, relative to people that I know, uh, not relative to like professional athletes or anything. <clears throat> but th- you know, for me, it I don't like. I don't feel compelled to record those workouts or track progress or any of those things. I just I go out and I work hard, and I know that I've worked hard. And that's enough for me. But there are a lot of people who they need to they need a bit more than that, and the watch gives that to them. And uh, and so I think anything like that, anytime you take technology, which is very appealing to most people, it's cool. Like it's a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it it it's helping them, and it's especially for people who are monitoring or who need to monitor or or who are concerned about their health. That's a, a yeah, such an important thing. I. I Agree. I think I agree on everything. Uh, let me circle back to the the fitness for its own sake part in a sec. But um, I mean, I guess I feel like when you talk, hmm, 
I'm not totally up to date on this, but I feel like when you talk to doctors, they sometimes roll their eyes a little bit at consumer technology for tracking yeah. health. For yeah. the same reason that a good doctor or a researcher will tell you, you know, there's a reason we don't do annual checkups anymore. That that there are certain kinds of medical tests that for a variety of reasons cause more trouble than they prevent. Whether that's for the stress of a, a false positive, mm. you know, anyway, there's lots of stuff out there about this. But I guess I guess for certain kinds of conditions it must be like a, a godsend. Yeah. But like I, I would be a little circumspect about guessing how a medical professional feels about that across the board. Mm-hmm. Like I doubt that there are that many doctors out there that are telling everybody to go buy Apple Watch or similar because of their heart problem. Like, no, you got a heart problem, you need to take this medicine and you need to come in here and have a professional track this on mm-hmm. on these days. But with that said, I totally agree that Dalrymple angle, um, you know, whatever it takes, there is a thin end of the wedge. And for me, candidly, that started with Fitbit. I still use a Fitbit. So I'm rolling right. Ted Cruz. I got one on each wrist. Well, I'm not totally rolling <laughs> Ted Cruz. Um, mm, but I, uh, but the, the Fitbit was the first thing that gamified movement and sleep for me. Right. And the Apple Watch continued that. And I'll tell you, it is real, it is real interesting. I just looked... Uh, yesterday, my daughter has one now too. So every day we compare how our sleep is, we compare how our steps are. And um, I was just looking at my monthly numbers for steps. And for three years in a row now, this is this, to me, this constitutes a pattern. For three years in a row, you can clearly see that when school starts again, I start getting a lot more steps because now I got pick up, oh, right, drop right, off duty. Right. Yeah. I mean, I can really, I can really see that. And now that goes from being like, hmm, like a reckon that I have to like, oh, that seems to be something like evidence too. Now I've made it over. I'm mixing my metaphors, but the thin end of the wedge will get you started using this stuff. But then that you get pushed over to this thing that's more to what level you're at, which is like I do this because this is a thing that I do now, and it makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel less bad, right. et cetera, et cetera. Right. That you know, I mean, you if you go in and have like David Letterman surgery, and they go, "Hey, look, you need to make some changes." That could really shock you into doing stuff differently. But there's a certain level of needing to manufacture a certain amount of fake care. And I think that – and I'm not, I don't mean that uh, in the way that it sounds. I, I think it's a, it's a good – fake it till you make it, right? And I think these devices do that. So all of that stuff, I think that's really good if the battery life still holds up. I mean I still continue – this is something I learned from under, um, underscore David Smith that I still do, which is uh, since I sleep with my watch – I, I do I do really recommend this to folks, which is when you get up in the morning, put it on the stand and let it charge for an hour. At night, like if you take a shower, you're cooking dinner, watching TV, let it charge for another hour, and that'll do you. That'll mostly do you for the day is two one hour charges and you could really that'll that'll last the whole day. Pretty much. That's I, great. I do I'm on the whatever the latest one is, series two, I guess. Yeah. Um I do get days like yesterday where I have two short workouts and not much else usage apart from walking around, where I suddenly get a mystery meet, like I'm at 45% and I don't mm. know why. Mm-hmm. I rarely get below like you know, 50, 60%. But anyway, um, the battery life thing is always an issue with these devices. But I just feel like what? I mean, having the watch that already can do like the GPS stuff uh, when I'm walking around, I... I I mean, I like that the, the tracking this thing does. I like that the Apple Health app will show me like where I walked on the workout. I know you, ha- you probably haven't used this in a while, but it's pretty neat. And it'll show you like a, 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 a line that has a continuum of green to red. Mm-hmm. And so green is when you're moving quickly. Yellow is when you're moving less quickly. And red is when you're not moving very much. And you can really, you can see these patterns. I think all, all these devices, 
uh, can be really beneficial in pushing you to where, even if you're not going to become, you know, an elite athlete, it still makes you more cognizant. And even just that little bit of a video game with yourself. For me, that's sleep and steps. Right. I don't do the food stuff, but I think that's all beneficial. And I, I feel like what they put out there today was really impressive. And I think the price, while it probably could be lower, is actually pretty impressive for what you get. Oh, I, you know, and that's the thing. For people who aren't familiar with what it's possible to spend on a watch, that <laughs> is not a lot of money at all. It's not even close to a lot of money for what people would, you know, if, if your watch shopping includes, uh, you know, going to, you know, going to Target and picking something off the shelf. That seems like an enormous right. amount of money to spend on a watch. But if you're just going to like get a succession of Casios. Right. Yeah. Like if, if Casio or Timex has been your go-to watch, this seems like ridiculous. But if you've spent any time in, I won't even say the, the higher end watch world, but just even just the entry level mechanical watch space, mm-hmm. uh, th- this is cheap. Yeah. This is like soup. This is like throwaway watch money, which it's not. But I'm saying, to, like in that world, people right. are spending thousands and tens of thousands of dollars on watches in some cases. So I think I think that's really affordable. And if you look at it, if you look at it as as a tool of some kind, a tool for improving your health, and I think that's certainly the angle that that Apple's taking. Uh, maybe since, I mean, in the beginning a little bit, but certainly now, uh, you know, think of how much. Uh, personal training would cost or how much a gym membership would cost or how much you might spend on, you know, smoothies over the course of a month or whatever it is that you're doing or how much your rowing machine that you have in your house cost you. Uh, I think, I think this is well worth, uh, well worth the money. Yeah, definitely more so than before. You know, um, I was, uh, running around a little bit through a lot of this. I wasn't watching it super carefully. Uh, one really dumb question that's probably, I hope you can answer is, do you need an iPhone to have this? Can you have just a watch now? You know, that is a really good question because... I mean, it's got to be such an obvious answer. I'm guessing the answer is probably yes. I think the answer is yes because I think that you can't connect it to a computer and the only way... You still need the Apple Watch app to get apps on there and to do updates. And that's... You need an... an, But but it still needs to be an Apple iPhone, correct? Yes. You can't do it with an iPad. No, I don't think so. I think it still has to be a phone. That's a great question. They didn't talk about that that I saw in the keynote, but my understanding is, yes, it's the phone, and the phone is what lets you install the yeah. apps and manage the watch and initialize it in the beginning and mm-hmm. transfer contacts and all of that stuff over to it. Yeah, right. And, you know, uh, thank you. Uh, I think that's fine. I think that is well over 50% of the way toward what people are looking for here. Oh, yeah. Which is, I mean, think about this almost, this is going to be a bit of a stretch, but uh, the SAT question here, the analogy is sort of like as iPod is to Mac, Apple Watch uh, is to iPhone in some ways. Where the iPod began as an accessory for your Mac. Right. You had to be tethered to do virtually anything. If you want a podcast, you had to be plugged in, etc. Increasingly, that became less important. And the iPod really came into its own, um, you know, when you didn't, when that tethering was not you know, as big of a deal. You didn't have to like be at your computer to do lots of stuff. Right. And, I mean, ditto with iPhone where iPhone, you know, it, and I'm getting my history a little bit bungled here, but like the closer right now we're at that point where like, it's almost like iTunes just introduced Wi-Fi sync. Right. Which was a huge step. I mean, now these, these kids today, you can't tell them this, but like when you didn't have to plug in your iPhone to do stuff and get updates, 
you know, app store updates, et cetera, podcasts, whatever. Like that was a really, that felt like a big moment when that happened. And that's why I think this, this feels like a big moment too, uh, in terms of untethering from, you know, needing that. Now, again, the karma suck in me thinks, I wonder what's the battery life going to be like when you're, if you're off doing a run, right? if one runs, but like you're out somewhere, like my wife will sometimes, you know, go off to the sticks to do a trail run for a couple hours. I wonder what the battery life is like when you've got a workout going and you're relying on LTE. Right. But anyway, I guess, uh, sorry, this is going longer than I expected. No, I mean, this is exactly what I want to talk about because I think... But just, just, yeah, just to say that that was, I was not, um, maybe because I wasn't prepared for, I hadn't thought about it very much, but like, I thought that was really impressive. Um, yeah. And then what other kinds of things? Did you want to tell me about, um, I didn't even look at the sheet. Uh, do you want to tell me about something you like? Sure. I can tell you all about a little company called Fresh Books. You I like, love Fresh Books. I know you do. Big fan. It's on my phone. It's in my little money folder. It's everywhere you go. Fresh Books, everywhere you go. 2017. Boom. Mm, That's boom. it. That's run with it. Run with that. That's theirs. Mm-hmm. And they don't pay for that kind of thing. We just mm-hmm. generate that. We they give can, it you to can't, them. You can't pay for that. It's no. too generous. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. FreshBooks, if you were to look at it, if you were to, to pull this thing apart and say, what is FreshBooks? What is happening here? What is this thing? I would tell you that it was a company. It's a website. It's an app that makes tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online very, very easy to do. Their goal is to save you time and make your life easier. And that's, that's what this system does. You log in and right away you see everything in your dashboard. It shows you these are the payments that you've sent out. This is when they've been viewed. These are the ones that are still due. This is how much money you've made this month. Uh, these are your expenses. If you're using it to track your expenses, which you should because it's great. Uh, you can even see when invoices were read by the clients, the customers that you've sent them out to. It's super handy. And you can accept online payments with this thing. In two clicks, you can set yourself up to receive payments online. I, I mean, we don't have any customers these days that, uh, you know, like spot, like even FreshBooks itself that wants to like write out uh, a check <laughs> anymore. They all want to do online payments. FreshBooks those big makes books, this Get those big books, those big binders with checks in it. Yes. Get a big quill pen, write yourself a check, put <laughs> yeah, in the post. A, yeah, need an actual feather. You just dip it in your <laughs> a, a little bottle of ink. And, but just you, a moment, just a moment. <laughs> but, but they make all this possible. And what's really cool, they've got another, for the app, like you were talking about in your phone, it, they've got, it handles your mobile expenses. So if you're, let's say you're on a trip, or even if you're just at a lunch meeting or something like that, you can take pictures of the receipt right there, like at the table on your phone using the FreshBooks app. And that goes into the app and it makes claiming your expenses like a billion times easier. It's amazing. And they have a new feature because they, they rebuilt this thing recently from the ground up. And it's called Projects and it lets you share files and messages with your clients or with your contractors or with your employees. And it just, their goal again is just to make things happen faster, to make everything smoother. And, uh, and by the way, if you do work with, uh, with people in other countries, like you're a freelancer and you get a client in another country or something, you can send invoices in their currency, in the currency that your client works with. So you don't have to worry about a conversion. Oh, well, I sent them, it was for $1,000, but in their currency, it's different. No, you don't have to worry about any of that. And nice. they've got uh, amazing customer support. Real live person answers the phone in three rings or less. 
uh, tons of stuff there. It's a wonderful service, and they have a wonderful URL for you to use. It's freshbooks.com slash back to work. Go there. Just going, just visiting that URL, you'll learn about FreshBooks, but you'll support the show. Uh, so take a minute to do that, and then enter the code back to work, all one word, when it asks you when you're signing up, and it says, how'd you hear about us? Back to work, and then uh, we'll, we'll get a little credit for that. And we appreciate it. And it's a great company. I've been using them for years, years before they were even a sponsor. Uh, and I can attest to the fact that they're pretty awesome. So go check them out. Freshbooks.com slash back to work. Thanks, Freshbooks. Buck, buck. You know, the, the, Apple, the Apple Watch to me was the standout. And I, I was glad that they started off with it. I like the focus on health. I still don't wear one. It's not, it's not for me. I've gotten mm-hmm. two of them. And uh, and wound up. I gave the first one to my mom, and I returned the second one after I wore it for a week or so. Um, I didn't find much benefit from it, but it's just it's okay. That's okay. It's not for me. I really like it, and like I found again, like as I'm watching this, I'm like I really, I, I kind of want, kind of want one, and then I had to remind myself, like I've tried it, and I don't, it didn't work out for me. And I love, mm-hmm. I love the watches that I have, and I'm, I'm happy with the way things are, but I, I think anybody who's a geek like us who wants to maybe see what kind of shape they're in or, or get some kind of inspiration to, to go out and exercise more or move around more, forget the notification thing, you know, don't worry about that. Like people, when it first came out, I get notifications on my wrist. It's wonderful. Yeah. But I mean, it was funny because you're right. If I, I'd have to go back and watch videos and stuff, but it feels like there was a big push given that this was going to be an extension of the iPhone. Yeah. Obviously the fitness stuff and Apple health was going to be important. Health kit like home kit feels like it languished for the longest time. And there were, I just didn't have apps that even worked with it uh when it when it came out i didn't have anything i could use with it there wasn't a right. demo app with it but uh they seem like they it feels like they thought this was going to be all about apps yes totally and it was and just the, the whole way that this thing worked you can see that i mean obviously they've made a lot of changes that have improved it since then now changing it so that now when you click that little i mean it used to be when you click the button on the side you get your little ring of favorites like, uh, no, that's, I, I use that, I think, once. I, I don't send heartbeats and kisses from the watch. I just, I just, I just don't. I'm not a power user of the watch, but I feel like for sure the app stuff, I, it's hard to dispute to me that the app stuff, by and large, did not take off in any way like they expected. It really felt like everybody was going to make an app for this thing. Right. And you're going to have a little phone on your wrist. And with some very notable exceptions, it was not a great fit. Right. Um, you know, and the, 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 when I was using one and I did, I mean, I gave it, I wore it for a few months. The one thing that, that the one app that I loved on it, that wasn't from Apple and I consider Apple's, I, I watch apps to be sort of just functions that the watch has, you know, I don't see them as apps as much as things the watch does, but I like, did less than dashboard widgets. Yeah. But I, I mean, old, old school dashboard. widgets. Yeah. No, but, but for me, the one app that I actually was like this is great, I'm using this, was uh, the American Airlines app because it would put the little ticket QR code on your wrist. So when you go through the, the gate right. and you're going onto your plane, you just put your wrist down on a little scanner, boop, and you just walk through. You don't even need a ticket anymore. Yeah. Like I that to that. me. I love, I love that for movies. Oh, right. You could use it for, yeah, so cool. And that to yeah, me. I usually, I usually use the phone for that, but I, even, I don't know if you even have it on the watch, but... But, yeah, but you're right. I mean, but there is, there are canny ways 
to deploy things like notifications. And I like that you can get pretty granular about which ones you can. Mine's generally set to mirror the phone, but I have fairly few apps on there. But I think you're right. I think what, what ended up, what they could see and what they were smart to acknowledge was how much people wanted to use this thing for fitness. Oh, hang on, oopsie doopsie. If people want to use this for fitness, we need to kind of toughen this thing up a little bit. Yeah. It needs to not be like my Fitbit, which faints at the end, like walk into the bathroom and my Fitbit faints just because <laughs> from the humidity. It's, uh, oh, it's a very anxious enterprise with my daughter. Like when it's, that, that, her charging time is bath time and shower time because like, it's like, let's make sure. First night she actually accidentally wore it in the shower and it was fine. She practically cried. She was so sad. But um, yeah, no, I think, I think you're absolutely right. You know, and, those, um, and those functions, those built-in features and built-in functions really do come down to things like health and maps, tapping your wrist to tell you to turn and those kinds of things. I think they're, that's neat. I think they're yeah. really cool. You know, there, there, there are things that are cool and there are things that are genuinely useful. Uh, and, you know, and I, so I think there's a lot more that will happen. I still think that the Dick Tracy stuff of like, I called my mom from my wrist. That to me is still a little gimmicky. I don't really think there's... Yeah, I've done about two phone calls ever. Yeah. I just forget that I can even do it, <laughs> yeah. even though it's pinging me. Uh, to, uh, candidly, though, I mean, for just answering what's obviously like a nuisance call, it works fine. Did you, um, do you I, use I Siri on the watch? Yeah, I do. Um, it, it's it's um, You have to raise your wrist. The screen has to come on. Well, from a user standpoint, if the screen's not on, it won't hear you. It can't hear you. So you have to put your wrist up. And then if you say, hey, dingus... It sometimes hears you. I tend to just hit the crown, but even when I hit the crown, we've talked about this practically every week for a year now. Um, it doesn't always hear me. It doesn't always hear me well. Mm-hmm. If I have my phone nearby, I'll always grab the phone instead. But you know, it's I, I, there's so much stuff that this thing can do that I have that I don't do because it's a little like Siri in that sense of like, mm, it felt a little laggy and weird. And now I don't remember that I can even do it. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I wanted to remember something from a dream uh, this morning, and I have just press record in my dock. Um, so I'm able to pop that up and just talk quietly into my watch, and it records it and then transcribes it, which is kind of magic. That's cool. It's very you know cool. about that app? You know about that app? Yes. Yeah, it's, it, it, is pretty, it is pretty darn neat. Should we put it in the show notes? Yeah, by all means. Uh, where would people find show notes for this episode? They are going to be at 5by5.tv slash B is in brothers, 2 is in the number, W is in women, slash 341. Just press record on the App Store, iTunes, Apple, mm-hmm. by Open Planet Software. This app is only available on the App Store for iOS devices. Yep. I'm, um, I am going to – I just got the GM – for iOS 11 mm. uh, on it just showed up in updates on both my iPads so I think if that is indeed the GM I, I assume it is it doesn't have any betas on it because it's coming out when did they say it was yeah. the 25th sometime 20- this month yeah yeah I, I'll go ahead and I got a dev account so I'll go ahead and put it on my um, phone as well since it's done uh, I've been very reluctant to do that on my phone um, let's uh, let's uh, was, was Apple TV next yeah and I don't I don't really have much to say about that. I don't either. The one thing... <laughs> the that one thing everybody wanted, they didn't do. <laughs> I know. And you know it's... You, you Syracuse, Marco, everybody, all the usual suspects were all like, okay, tell me about the new remote. Got to be a new remote. <laughs> I know. I really wanted that. I really wanted that. And then yeah. I saw... And they showed one little clip of, of someone like holding a remote. And I'm like, 
did that was that a little thinner did it look different was it no it's the same right. same old remote uh, I mean you know with our little condoms on there like I'm I'm okay with it I mean I, I think it's I personally, I feel like it's a little unfair to put this all on the remote when a lot of it is just the abject crappiness of so many Apple TV apps. Yeah. So like we subscribe to, I don't know how I somehow got to paying $60 a month for Hulu, but currently my Hulu bill (laughs) is $58 and I still get commercials. You've added stuff. I still get commercials during Seinfeld or during, excuse me, the Simpsons. I don't understand it. No Seinfeld commercials. You get Simpsons commercials. I don't understand it. Oh, by the way, Papa John's. I can tell you a lot. My, my daughter can recite the entire Papa John's commercial because it's a very high quality buy. Uh, but the Hulu app is hot garbage. It's so bad. There's, yeah. They've got a hierarchy up at the top. You've got like home, my stuff, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You, so you do the tiniest, tiniest little swipe down at, from home. And now, and you can't really customize any of this. You can custom, you can add things to my channels, but none, it doesn't remember really mm-hmm. much of anything mm-hmm. so you've got to just make the tiniest little motion down and now you've got to make the most precise movements Ugh. horizontally to go through i don't know if you've seen the hulu if you've seen the hulu menu right it's yes bad. i know i've I mean, seen it's like there's like 10 items in here and like and so i mean it's just that the combination of the symmetrical black remote combined with some of these terrible interfaces i mean it's not like youtube is that much better it's just that youtube has fewer levels and sub levels that it can get messed up on i'll misfire and hit the wrong row sometimes like like a lot of men of my age but like you know i can mostly roll with the youtube app it's it's definitely youtube red definitely worth it but um so i don't know how much of that is just abject crappiness of the remote but you know, there are times when I think about the whatever the four way arrow one really kind of worked better for me. But that was funny. That was funny. So what do you get? You get uh, 4K, you get HDR. Uh, so points to us. Was that were we talking about this here? Like how hard it is to demonstrate yes a technology that is higher resolution than what anybody can see it on. Like well, I guess some people have 4K TVs. A lot of I people guess have. you know, like they showed this clip of uh, of Spider Man. Yeah, and you know, I'm it like, look oh, like Spider Man. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, this this like, and you know, I'm watching this on my laptop screen over a yeah, moderate connection of a stream. I'm like, yeah, like that doesn't show anything. Yeah, it does. It doesn't even look as good as if I just went and played the preview on a, on my screen directly. I thought. I had them pegged on what what they were going to do, and I, I kind of. What were you of, thinking? I, well, so what I would have done, given that they st- not started with, but Tim goes through the whole like, well, first there was black and white TV on this little screen, and then there was color TV, and you see Wonderful World of Disney, and then HD came along, and I thought it was kind of cool. They had like an old old school like early two thousands looking HD TV. Right. In some ways, I feel like the smart thing to do would have been. Uh, taking it as read for a moment that 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 screen they were showing it on would be analogous to 4K. I would start with what an original black and white TV image looked like, given that size. So you get a start with a postage stamp of Milton Berle title, <laughs> right? You start with a postage stamp in the middle of the screen of Milton Berle. Okay, now you get to the big Zenith console black and white TV. That's a little bit bigger, and do a little morph, right? And then you keep going; it gets bigger, and then you get to you know what I'm saying? Like then you get to color. And then you show a bunch of shows from the 60s. Da, 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 da. You get to like a projection TV from the 70s or uh, 80s. Right. And then, okay, you get, what, when, when did HD was what? Late, late 90s, early 2000s. Then you get a 720p image. Yeah. Right. So now that's going to be this big. And then you show, here's a 1080p image. You show something relative, show the Avengers or something. And then, you know, you know what I'm saying? For context. And then say, but you're going to see this. 
and then fill that entire screen and bring back postage stamp Milton Berle to show you the difference. Mm-hmm. That that is the only ana- only analogous way I can think of to do that. It would be like showing a demonstration of HD on my little 13 inch Zenith I had when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, to get it? Are you getting this? <laughs> <laughs> Look how good but, it is. I mean, I, would I mean, be. I, I guess that's all good. Um, TVOS is updating as we speak at my house right now. The server's a little slow. But, um, you know, there's, there's some nice little changes in there. Uh, like I say, I like the thing where you can lightly tap twice and it shows you how much time until the end of whatever you're watching. I'm sure there'll be lots of nice little uh, changes in that. But nothing – am I missing anything? What else dramatic happened? Oh, God, games. They showed that um, – Flying, uh, flying. The journey-looking game. Looking game. Yeah. yeah, it looks great. I mean, it is, it is – it continues to be hilarious to me. The game's – never seem to occur publicly to anybody at Apple until it's time for a demo. And that is a good demo in some ways of the capabilities of the device, right? Because if you're a real uh, gearhead, you could look at that and go, oh, wow, that AR tabletop game is crazy. That's pulling all kinds of A11 cycles or whatever. Right. But, you know, it's... I just... Anybody who cares a lot about video games, by and large, is not doing it on Apple TV. Well, what, I don't what, I, think. what I think you're saying, and I, I, I totally agree with you, what I think you're saying is anybody who cares about games isn't going to be looking at an Apple TV for a game console, and the fact that it plays games is of very little or no value to them. Yeah, I play Cannonball, Cannonball on it. <laughs> yeah, my kids play Badlands on, uh, yeah. on that, and they only got that because I got it for them on their iPad, and, uh, and so it just showed up on the TV, and so they play it there sometimes, but... For, you know, since we got but the it's like Switch, snake it. on your it's like playing Snake on your Nokia. You know, it's yeah. like wow, it's kind of cool that it does that, but that's not really why I bought this thing, right? Anyway, and, I, and I, also I, the, the graphics capabilities of of the games, which you were saying is a good way. To, it, it is a good way to demonstrate it, but it doesn't that doesn't really apply. Like the fact that you can play that particular game doesn't seem to have an effect on like making the interface much faster, which it not you know what i mean like oh i do i do and and in in many cases a well i realize this is a device or controller less experience but the experience of using a a really good game on your ios device i think will tend to be a lot more fun totally honestly yeah you know what i mean oh totally so anyway, we can go mostly past that. Yeah, that's great. It's coming along. I got. Yeah, I want to say what well, the other thing that was missing yeah, yeah. Uh, was um, I, I had thought when they had announced earlier this year that Amazon Prime Video was coming to the Apple TV that it would be essentially released today. Oh, sh- that's a good point. Oh, you know what else? We I'm, I'm skipping over. I was so distracted by Eddie. I find Eddie very distracting. You know, uh, <laughs> I could give a flying fig about sports, but good for them. For beefing up sports, because as ESPN and their networks fall apart, I, obviously people are looking for sports on their cord cutting device. So that's kind of cool, I, don't you think? It's kind of cool they at least did some, you know, <laughs> at least some lip service with a little feature for scores and stuff like that. Totally. If you're a sports ball guy, are you going to watch your Eagles on this thing? Yeah, I mean that's the thing is I think I think when when ESPN and streaming is is really worked out yeah because i don't get any ESPN right now and so the idea that i could get this on a device that i already have and watch it and pay a little bit per month that's where i want things to go um right now i'm just i just watch the football games that are on the regular network channels that's all i got fortunately they show eagles games in uh in you know i'm in the NFC East zone because the cowboys here so we get to watch pretty much most of the, if not all the eagles games uh, Thursday night games are going to be streaming on Twitter starting September 28th. 
Wow. So uh, I'll be able to watch that on your Apple TV. See those in the Apple TV, I guess. Um, But I thought this was great. And like you said, ESPN, their network is. um, I think they're they're owned by Disney, right? Yes. So ABC and Disney, yeah. right? Yeah, they're hurting, and they bad. are. I mean, at least in my just casual following of the TV industry, ESPN, at least for it feels like for for a few years, has been held up as the thing that's keeping bundled cable together in some ways right. because it has been difficult to get the sports you want um, a la carte, and so that there are things where people will uh, supposedly. Uh, sports ball fans will keep ponying up for cable just because they continue to get the sports that they want. So I don't know if this is a solution, but I thought that was at least smart to right. mention that. But if you're the, a casual viewer of these things, it's nice to know you can get it there. Well, the downside and the one thing that, that needs that's supposed to happen and will happen but has not happened yet is right now, in order to watch ESPN on the Apple TV, you still have to have a cable subscription. Uh, yeah, to, uh, I don't to, get. To make I, I don't think work. I get. I don't think I get ABC on Hulu. Right. Oh, it's also weird. So but next you know, year, it, but next year, Disney is launching the standalone service for ESPN, and then <laughs> you will be able to, I guess, pay for that. I don't know how much it's going to cost. I will be the first person to get that as soon as it comes mm-hmm. out because all all the good college football games that I want to watch. Are on ESPN, and I still I still like watching Sports Center, but uh, mm-hmm. it's who knows when that's even going to happen. They have not announced anything. Just early 2018, but I'm sure that when that happens, this sets Apple up to to be one of the best places to watch that. I'm looking forward to that. Why why hmm, why isn't Amazon Prime Video? out yet i don't do know think? i i can tell you i i don't have any idea why and it really I bugs it's me technical i really can't doubt be, that no it's technical. can't be because it's it's on, the on fire everything. tv it's on the yes. roku it's on uh, your phone like what's well, on ios i mean yeah. it's it's they've got they've got to have some bits and bytes laying around where they can put that together there's got to be some reason yeah, there's probably a, a software developer somewhere in amazon with the knowledge to make it work on the apple tv well and um Every uh, big event time on Upgrade, Jason and Mike do a draft to like say, like, okay, what do you think will happen at this? And they have these rules about that. And I think one of their predictions was that if there's a TV part, there'd be some kind of an executive from like Netflix or Amazon there. That, I, I happen to agree that this would have been a perfect place for somebody from Amazon. I don't know any of the names apart from Bezos, but for somebody to come out there and go, we are so excited to be working with Apple on this, you know, starting today or in a week or whatever. You know what I mean? You, you'll be able to get Prime on there. Yeah. That, that's, but they're still announcing it, well, but they, it's not at out At WWDC, back in June, they said it'll be out later this year. And I think, I, I thought, they never said this, but I thought later this year meant probably at the September time period when they're probably going to be talking about a new Apple TV. Wouldn't that be nice to say, hey, look, we got all this stuff and yes, guess what? Amazon Prime, it's here too. Or even if they didn't announce it, that it was just quietly available and they might have shown a little logo for it on the screen or something like that. That's what I was kind of expecting to happen. But it's far enough enough along in, it doesn't seem to have bottomed out because they had a slide with uh, one Mississippi, et cetera, on it. They showed a slide with a bunch of Amazon stuff and, again, underscored that this was coming. Anyway, I just thought that was kind of weird. But, you know, it's, it's just, this is good. You know, improvement is good. It wasn't super exciting. Uh, I desperately need to replace our poor sick TV, and the next one we get will have 4K. So I guess that's good for me. Oh, uh, upgrading free to 4K titles. Uh, I thought that was nice. That was a nice move. 
You don't have to rebuy stuff in 4K. I mean, I don't have. You, a 4- you caught that when yeah, Eddie said that. I don't have a 4K TV. Well, I mean, that's going to be table stakes. You know that that is what you know. There's one I've had my eye on that every like several people I know bought um, that I'm looking at. It's just that when you get it from Amazon, you have to schedule a delivery and everything, and it's like, ugh. But anyhow, so yay, Apple TV. Can we talk about the iPhone 8? Yes, let's. Uh, one or two more sponsors. One more. Wait a little bit. Yeah, let's let's put it uh, off for just a minute. iPhone 8. It's iPhone a phone. 8. It's a phone. <laughs> All right. I mean, what was what's the what's the What's the big thing in iPhone 8 that's not also in iPhone 10? What's big in iPhone 8? Because it already looks old. Yeah, I mean, the iPhone, let, let, me, let me summarize the whole iPhone 8, the whole presentation. Mm-hmm. Okay, here we go. Stand by. Stand by. Dan is going to summarize the whole iPhone 8 presentation. It's the iPhone 7 or 7 Plus that you already have mm-hmm. with a better camera and wireless charging. Wireless charging. And a glass back. Yes. Because that allows for the wireless charging. Right. And the Plus has a sideways facing camera, a vertical fa- a vertical camera instead of a horizontal camera. It adds. So it's, I mean, That's I don't basically I'm, 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 it. I'm being kind of unfair because I think they're also adding in True Tone. They're adding in, you know, they got the wide color gamut, all stuff that is actually legit great on iPad. So that's all coming. But again, that is also stuff that's all going to be on the admittedly somewhat costly 10 uh i let me just cut to the chase i just wonder where they see this fitting into i'm no ben thompson but i'm not i don't understand where this fits into their long-term plan like uh i'm i'm in a weird spot because i like my giant iphone 7 i'm not sure We'll get to the iPhone 10 in a bit, but I can pretty well. I can pretty definitely guarantee you, nobody in my house will be buying an iPhone 8. <laughs> Is this for people who have a six? You think? I think so. I'm not really. I mean, sure. Oh, first of all, just, to, just tell me if I'm stupid. Uh, don't really tell me if I'm stupid. I don't want to know. But uh, is this for people who is an iPhone 8 for people who currently own an iPhone 7? Question to you, Dan. No, it's not. I think it's not. No. There's nothing there that makes me look at it and say, oh, yeah, I've got a 7. I mean, I have a 7 Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. I would never in a million years upgrade to this thing. Yeah. Um, the charging, I'm playing. I mean, let's put it this way. If you've got a 7 Plus and you're benefiting from the cool camera in the 7 Plus, if you have a 7 Prime, uh, I could see wanting to do it, I guess. But if you've... In my dumb math, I'm doing some weird John Gruber math in my head. If you've got the kind of dough where you have a one-year-old phone and you're willing to upgrade it, follow me here. Yeah. Like if you spent six to 1100 600 however much it costs, like 1100 I mean, you can spend 1100 bucks on an iPhone. Um, it's not hard. So if you just spent that money last year, if one spent that money last year on a really nice iPhone 7 big boy, right? Uh, what are you going to buy? Like if you bought, even if you bought the little seven, like how many people are going to move from us the seven regular to like an eight plus? No one. Assuming for a minute that the ten is not there, but like doesn't it, doesn't this seem like kind of a weird product? It's a very weird product. I mean, I, like, I would have just dropped the price on the seven. Like my wife right now, she's got the six S 
six ass. Yeah. Um, she, every time that we want to, you know, she'll be like, okay, you know, like first day of school kids, let's take some pictures and she'll take, you know, 10, 15 pictures. I'll just go into portrait mode. I'll take one or two. They will be a thousand times better than the best picture that she took. And that's not because I'm a good photographer. It's no, just, it's, it is just a, that tell- much better. Yes, it is a pretty idiot proof. If you can hold still and get basic framing and lighting, it is. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't see that many photos that look like the ones on the billboards. I'm not sure how they're coming up with a lot of those. Whatever. <laughs> and some of these night shots people yeah. claim are like undoctored. Uh, it feels like shenanigans to me. Yeah. But with that said, a picture of my cat really pops. Like they do, so you can do a good ass cat photo with a seven plus. Um, so no, I agree with you. I agree with you. (laughs) But like for her, if she was going to upgrade, I, I think she would upgrade to like to the eight, for example. Um, so that, I think it's for anyone who doesn't, anyone who has a phone that's older than the seven, I think, I think the eight (laughs) is something they would upgrade to. But the real question is why wouldn't they just go to the. It's a $200 difference. I know. If you, I mean, okay, let's, let's set aside for a minute. This is a rich boy phone, but like an iPhone (laughs) eight plus starts at seven 99. Uh, or how about this? iPhone eight, six 99. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess I could see if you're an executive type who's been holding on to a five S God bless it. God, I miss my five S. Uh, hang on to a 5S or you've had a, like an original 6. Right. I could see making that jump. Yeah. But at the same time, you kind of got to go, hmm, you look at this gal over here and go, wow, for starting at 200 more. Now, admittedly, that 200 more only buys you, what, 64 gigs? Not a oh, huge... Oh, right. That's right. That's the entry-level one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. You know, for, but uh, I don't want to... Like, I'm not going to try and and get us to spend the rest of this episode bashing, you know, the, the iPhone 10, but... I. And, you know, I'm like, I'm a broken record now, but that's not the upgrade path that I especially want to take. Um, there's a lot mean? that, well, there's, there's some things that I don't like about that phone. Oh, yeah. Um, and that's a, a variety of things. I got some big boy questions about. Yeah. Wow. Um, so, I mean, for me, that's a big, a big thing of like, if, if my, you know, my, if my phone broke today. Mm-hmm. What would mm. I replace it with if I had that's to a replace very, that's it? That's a very good question. If your phone broke today, and let's say let's say your phone fell in a in a lake today, yeah, and it was just gone, yeah, got eaten by a manatee, <laughs> like, and you had to go right. with your own money go buy a phone. Let's say let's say it fell in a river the day that orders started being taken. Right. Okay. <laughs> let's make it fair. Right. What would you What would you get? Yeah, I mean, I I would probably. I would probably get the eight plus. Really, I probably would be because super interesting. Because I'll tell you why. Because, mm-hmm. um, I don't. I I very much like the Touch ID. Mm-hmm. I, um, I I'm one of those weirdos who sometimes puts something over the camera because I'm weird. You know, I don't. Um, I don't want Face ID. I really don't want that. I I don't want the new gestures. Like, and I'm okay admitting this. I'm okay. I'm finally okay saying I have. I I do things in a way that works for me. 
Mm-hmm. And well, what I used- and at the very least, you have not been persuaded based on a not demonstration that you're going to go balls in. That this, on this is thing. better. Show me yeah. that it's better. You know, like yeah. when I and here's here's an example. When I saw Touch ID for the first time demoed, uh, what was it? Two years ago? Three years ago? I forget now. Uh, but when I saw that, I was instantaneously like, "Oh my god, that feature! If that works half the time." That is huge. It's going to be fast for unlocking. It's going to let me do the Apple Pay. Heck yes, I'm all in. And that was why I I upgraded was to get that. And as soon as I had it, I'm like, wow, my iPad sucks now because it doesn't have this. Now I got to upgrade that. Like that was the killer feature for me. And I like the fake button. I like the fake button. I like fine the now. fake button. Too. I liked it after like half a day. Yeah. Now that everything else feels flimsy. Right, right. It's weird. And and it's always weird because like when the phone's off, uh, I'm like, oh yeah, right. It's not a button. It's not really there. There's nothing there. But for me that- When you press it, when you press it, when it's on a surface, it's kind of disorienting. It doesn't feel right. No. But I, I, there's, this was not like face ID wasn't, I I don't know anyone. Maybe there are people out there who are looking at saying this is better. But I don't feel like it's better. I feel like it's a- Apple wanted to do the edge to edge screen and they had to figure out a way to do it that uh, and this was the best way that they could figure out to do it. Yeah, very, very, very clever. Yeah, very clever. Yeah. But no, I, I'm with you. I'm on the bubble. I'm just trying to understand the, the psychology of it. And what I'm trying to avoid thinking is that this is a bone you throw to Johnny to like put this. This is his addition. Watch. Right. Except for the phone. Right. But anyway, I mean, hmm. So you would get the charging, the wireless charging, which I feel but like you get that I, with the eight too. I, no, no, I know, I know, but I'm just, I, I'm sorry. In terms of the eight, you would get the the wireless charging. Right. I, blah, 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 I mean, I guess what you get that at Starbucks, right? My I guess. mean, where, 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 like today, if you got this phone, whenever, by the end of the month, where can you do wireless charging? In in your house at night, you set it on the thing. With what? Uh, there are third party wireless charging. Is that key or chi or yeah, whatever? And Mophie makes one, and, mm-hmm. uh, and but, but Apple does not. What we, if I understood correctly, they don't the make chronology. No, nope. next year they'll make one. Yeah, I don't. And why is that? I, so I read that- you can get this. You buy this thing. Uh, somebody on Twitter, tell me if I'm being stupid. But like Apple, does Apple currently? Let's go to the store. Do they currently sell something that will let you? Yes, yeah, you charge? can. You they probably have it in their store, but you can certainly get one from Amazon or Best Buy. That's um, that's a wireless charging. But they don't sell but one yet. They may not sell one, and that's they certainly weird. don't make one. Does that not seem weird? It, you know, there are always something with Apple where they'll have something that's sort of, it's just missing and it, and they don't talk about it. And that's what we're working with all these people. We're following the standard and look, they can't wait to see what I do with this. Yeah. Look at, look at all these great chargers you can go out and buy. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the same thing when they, um, when they came out with, uh, with the new Mac pro and they said, and look, you can go get this screen from LG or from someone else. And it's, it's great. It's really great. Uh, well, why aren't you guys making one? Well, look at this good one from LG. Look right here. It's mm, from LG. It's right. a nice screen. You know, it, That's right. it's the same kind of attitude of like, <laughs> why didn't you do it? Because look at this one. This is a Mophie. You know Mophie, right? Yeah. They yeah, make yeah. those uh, charging cases. Look, they make a charger for this. Don't worry that it doesn't look like an Apple product or, you know, anything else. Like, that's fine. It'll work fine. Mm-hmm. And I found that to be strange. And yet they do have one. But I also thought the comment that... um uh, was it Phil up there who who uh, who said 
oh, you know, uh, our engineers know how to do this. We know how to make this charging pad that you can put all three devices on. I thought that, you know, that was pretty cool. But, mm-hmm. you know, it, you're not going to be able to put your iPhone 8 on that. So I'm trying to quickly search so I don't sound like a complete dumbass. But the idea is you would go out and get, for now, a third-party thing, a charging mat yeah. to do this. Yeah. You can, you can, so you can, I mean, you can get something to charge it. You know, I love, I, when I did have the Apple watch, I loved that you could just set it down on its little thing and it would Mm -hmm. just charge. I like that. I think that's much more convenient for a phone that it still has, uh, it still has a lightning jack on it. So you can plug that in and charge it the traditional way if you want. It's, but here's the thing. It's not like plugging my phone in was like a huge pain point for me. That's the thing is it's not. It's not, I had this kind of charging back when I had the Palm Pre, you know, that thing came with its own little nugget that you would drop the hmm. phone on and it would hook onto it magnetically and charge was it. Was Palm Pre the little tiny one? Yeah, it was, the, it was the, it, you slid it up and it had the little uh, hardware keyboard on the bottom right. that slid up underneath and it was like a half shell kind of a mm-hmm, pebble mm-hmm. looking thing. And, um, and you had it with that, and that that they are the ones that pioneered this sort of flicking up and then to to, to kill an app and multitasking by swiping left and right. Um, hmm. So you know that that was a neat little experimental phone that didn't do that well, but a lot of what it did well are, is now part of iOS, and you know they had they had wireless charging. But it's mm-hmm. not like plugging my phone in at night is like, oh, God, I can't believe I have to plug in my phone. No, it's it's OK. I don't mind doing that. And it's not like the answer for wireless. It, when they have a situation where my phone just charges through the air and I don't have to do anything, I don't, you know, setting right. it down on a little circular uh, coaster is not all that much different from just plugging it in. So I, that's not a a reason to upgrade for me either. Uh, breaking news. Uh, digga, digga, digga. Uh, <laughs> listener Brent toots to say Apple store has a couple wireless charging pads. Now Belkin and Mophie Mophie 60 bucks. So, um, so you okay, can get, cool. you can get one. All right. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, again, again, this is another one of those things where we're like, well, you know, it's the first time they're doing this and you know, I That's, just I feel minute, like they so. should come out with one. Why why wouldn't they include one? An eight and a seven will fit in the same case. Am I reading this right? And maybe a regular eight, not the eight plus, because the eight plus won't fit into a seven plus uh, case because it's got a different camera orientation. And my case, uh, listen to this, listen to this, Marlon. Right. Listen, listen. Yeah. Oh no! What's that? <gasps> that? Do, do that again. Do that again. That's the broken case on my, my tech 21 case finally broke oh no yeah 50 <gasps> bucks apple has a nerve to charge 50 bucks for this thing shame it, on just them. the case i could get an inductive charger for that <sighs> um so that's interesting i don't okay, like well the, then- i don't like the unibrow i don't like that Okay, well, hang on. Yeah. So did you want to tell me about one more thing that you like? Yes, I would like to tell you about, uh, it's actually a new sponsor, and they're pretty cool. I've known about them for a little bit, and uh, you may have heard of them too. It's Care, care.com. They are, a very, this is a very cool service. It's a, it's a very easy and reliable way to find and manage care for everyone in the family. Oh, that's a good idea. And for people who are caregivers, 
it care.com is like a it's like a job uh benefit hub it's a place where you can go to find full or part-time care employment and access to benefits so basically this is what they do it's a platform for finding all kinds of family and care services they've got the largest selection of local caregivers they've got easy ways to manage and pay for all this stuff they've got tools and information that'll help you as well as the caregivers through this hiring process because like potentially you're inviting someone into your home you kind of want to like know who they are and know that they check out and they also include like a national selection of daycares and adult care facilities um all of this stuff i mean it's it's if you have like an an aging family member or Mm -hmm. a young family member you know like a lot of the time you feel kind of like guilty like if you're at that point where like maybe a loved one grandparent parent like needs some help how are you going to find the best match how are you going to find someone who can like really come in and like is qualified but also like someone you 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 think you would like and who you think your family member would like you know and uh and and they make all of this much much easier like for example um you remember when i told you my little girl um fell and like ripped open her her chin when she was yeah. she was jumping on a balloon oh i'd forgotten house. about that yeah, she jumped on a balloon in the house so mm. we had to uh you know we wanted to take her to the emergency room to get her all sewed up and stuff but it's like in, in a situation like that, like wh- how are we going to find like a babysitter? Who are we going to get to, you know, to come over? We're scrambling. Like it's an emergency situation. We didn't have like a place we could go. We didn't have a resource. We were, and the funny thing is we've been trying to find somebody ahead of time for this. Anyway, you know, th- it's like a situation like that. They, they even, uh, you know, have like pet sitting stuff. And so anything that you want to do, but especially like now I've been thinking here it is with, you know, like fortunately my mom is, is in good health and everything, but like, with the hurricanes and stuff going on, like wouldn't it have been nice to like be able to, if someone needed help, like send someone down to, to help them out. You know, all of that stuff is, is, you know, is, is stuff that care.com lets you do. It's stuff that they help with. So, you know, I think 90% of individuals, they want to remain in their home as they get older. They don't want to have to, you know, go out just to, to a separate home. They want to stay at home. 13% I'm reading this now, 13% of the U S population is age 65 or older and the number of elderly residents is expected to double by 2050 10 th- here's a factoid 10,000 baby boomers hit retirement age or turn 65 every single day yikes i know so this is the kind of thing you have to find help for your parents or grandparents that you know they want to stay independent at home get the personalized care that they're going to need they can help with the meals they can do errands they can do housekeeping they can drive you around and just hang out Watch a ESPN on the streaming uh, Apple TV with you. And it costs less than you think, and it's easy to pay. And hiring an in-home caregiver, it's going to save you money. And, uh, and that's something you should consider. You might be paying too much for this. So uh, they're going to give our listeners 30% off uh, at care.com, either special URL to go to care, C-A-R-E, care.com slash back to work. And that'll save you 30% off uh, when you sign up for it. So thanks very much to Care. It's something to think about now. We're at that age thanks. now. Thanks. Yeah, we sure are. Thanks, oh, Care. lucky yes. Yeah. Thanks, Care.com. Bok, bok. It's that unibrow. Uh, oh, the unibrow on that phone. Uh, was My, everybody okay with your hurricane? Yeah. How about you guys? Yeah. Yeah, everybody. Yeah, it was, it was um, fortunate. I had family in three different places. And I saw your tweet okay. about that. I was so glad to hear that. Oh yeah, me too. Like well, the ones in Miami, uh, ones in uh, Bradenton, 
and my mom in Pasco County. Pasco County, where the, they had the authorities had to remind people not to shoot at the hurricane. Yeah, was that real? I thought that was like an Onion yeah. article. Nope, nope. I think it was on Snopes. Um, it was a thing that started on Facebook. There was a group where thousands of people said they were going to shoot at the hurricane out of frustration and boredom. And that maybe there was a scientific route by which shooting into the hurricane might... See, I tend to think that's going to be one of those like fake, us fake uh, snooty uh, East and West Coast elites looked on our nose at everybody. Uh-huh. Yeah, but no, several authorities had to uh, issue a... You know, please don't. Please don't shoot the hurricane. But no, I'm glad that... I'm glad it was not as bad as we expected. I was a, that was a very, just even being out in California was so exhausting to watch. Oh, I know. And I mean, I, you know, my mom was down there. I had lots of friends and other people down there. And, um, my aunt and uncle had, uh, a year ago planned a trip to go to France. So they were in France. So I didn't have to worry about them. But yes, I mean, if, if this storm had just turned a little bit sooner, the Holy Ghost. <sighs> There's so many ways. There's so many ways this could have gone so wrong. I know. So, I mean, it's still not good. I mean, my mom is still hunkered down with friends. Uh, right. Does she inland. have power? Do they have power down no. there? Ugh. No, they have a generator, but like they don't know. It could be days or weeks before they have power at her actual house, and she's not loving that. No. Also, her cat is very flustered. <laughs> um, nobody likes a flustered cat. No. All right. Um, anyway, I hope everybody's safe out there. iPhone 10. Our vision has always been to create an iPhone that is entirely screen. <laughs> One so much of the device itself disappears into the experience. What does that mean? The device itself disappears into the experience? I don't know what that okay. means. Okay, so you got iPhone ten. So high level, this gives you the same amount, well, excluding the forehead. It gives you the same amount of screen as a plus, is that right? I think so. I think so. But you get the pixel densities and the PPIs and all that kind of stuff. Right. Take away the button, they got gestures. Okay, first of all, points. Points to, I know the, the forehead is not pretty, but the single most mind-blowing tech part to me is when they showed what's going on inside of that forehead. Oh, That's and I, but wait. crazy pa- what pause, they fit in there. Pause, breaking, breaking. Breaking. Brent Jones says, Dan is mistaken about the camera orientation. Eight and seven are the same. It's only the 10 that is ver- vertical. He's correct. I'm looking at a picture. My error the eight uh, and the seven is the same, so the case maybe would even work perfectly for that too. Sorry to our Thank listeners. Thank you, Brent. Thank you, Brent. We regret the error. So if you Brent scroll down a. to Jones on Twitter, Brent A. Jones. So much technology in so little space. You got an infrared camera, the flood illuminator, Illum- illuminator, Ill- illuminator, illuminator. You got the proximity sensor, ambient light sensor, speaker, microphone, seven megapixel camera, and the dot projector. All in that little area. If you scroll down, you'll see the little graphic for that. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Does all that, and it shoots the dots at your face. Let's leave off the face. Face is what I think we should wrap with face stuff. Let's all leave right. that off for now. Is that okay? Yeah. Because that's going to be a whole thing. Um, 458 pixels per inch. Okay, that's a lot of pixels. So... Uh, I bet I would love this and get used to it pretty quickly. I bet I bet I would. I bet I would be fine with this. You know, and it's leaving aside the face stuff for a minute. But like, you know, I I really have embraced a lot of the gesture stuff. Um, uh, during during the times, the days, and the weeks where I get super into it on the phone, I miss it when I'm on the iPad. You know what I've noticed that you're good at, Merlin. Over just How's listening that? to you over the years, you're very good at changing your behaviors or those kinds of things. I feel, I, I, I think so. 
it seems to mm. me like you are when when you 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 pick up the new gestures pretty quickly. You're a, much more adaptable than me in that way. And I, I it's just remembering what you, it's remembering what you can do and that you can do it, and then actually doing it, which is so much harder than it seems. You say that's actually kind of hard. Like squeezy left thing to go back an app. Like I forget about that all the time because it's such a weird and unintuitive thing to do. So if you're on your plus and um, I think you said you don't do this very much, but if you're in an app, you do a little squeezy uh, on the left side, you get the little pop up and you can go back to the previous app. But like, I totally forget that exists. I'm always just double clicking on the home button, you know, getting around that way. It's going to be very interesting because I've had iOS 11 on at least one iPad for quite a while now. It's going to be, I, I have not had it. I hopefully, after I get my daughter today, I'll put um, 11 on my phone. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't even know what to expect with that. I'll say one thing that just made my eyes bug out. You get to control center from the, the top upper right, right yeah. hand corner. Really? Yeah. Swipe down from any, from, from anywhere. Okay. <laughs> That's what he said. That's <laughs> as he long said. as it's, as long as it's black. Well, <laughs> admittedly, I am doing this on. I'm simulating this ooh, on my big boy phone, but oh, I don't think I'd like that at all. Mm. What do you think? Do, I mean, no, I, I use like, Control I don't Center a lot. Yeah, I live in that. Um, I mean, until I get to where I'm comfortable using Siri to do everything, uh, I rely heavily on that. And in fact, to be honest, in iOS 11 on the iPad. I've been kind of bummed that you have to do the extra pull-up to, to reveal con- control center. Like, I, I, I love being able to have that admittedly awkward three-panel. So, like, right now you got, so if I do this on my phone, log in like an animal. You've got all your connectivity stuff, volume, airplay, flashlight, all that stuff. you got the now playing in the middle, and you got HomeKit on the right in these three modal panels. Right. And of all the devices and all the iOSs in my world right now, this is far and away the easiest way to deal with uh, control center stuff is on, on iOS 10, flip up from the bottom on a phone. Um, I don't know, dude. Doesn't that seem kind of weird? Yeah. It's the, almost like, do, do they not want you to use it? I don't know. I, the whole, and this is the, my one kind of overarching thought on the iPhone 10. A big comment that they made during the show, uh, during the, the keynote rather, is they said, you know, we're, we're, we're looking forward. We're looking into the future. We're mm. going where the puck will be. We're, you know, almost as a way to say like this, this is equivalent to the first iPhone that we ever did, where a lot of it, we were just kind of trying to invent something. We were kind of trying to to do something that had never been done before and they didn't say this of course but the gist is like we didn't get everything right but since then we've come a long way well here's our entry into that new experimental space again where maybe we're not going to get everything right but you can be here with us on this journey into what the next phone is going to be and how do we get there you know i saw some people commenting on twitter saying that the little unibrow wasn't you know like oh steve jobs never would have allowed the unibrow it never would have got past him and you know Mm. i've i'm tired of those kinds of comments but i actually think maybe they're right to me that looked that just looks wrong to me uh i saw you know when they were showing was it the photos app that was playing a video and you've got that cutting into the side of the video 
you know, little details like that, that that's a big thing for people. Mm-hmm. And especially for people who, you know, we're talking about people who are, who are Apple nerds here. Uh, those are the ones who are going to buy this phone first. Those are the people who freak out if there's a little scratch or if there's a little piece of lint that's under the screen or, you know, these, these are people who like anything like that is unacceptable to them. But we're just going to take a chunk out of the right, left-hand side of your video. I hope you don't need that. Uh, right. I just think that, you know, yeah, they've got to put those sensors somewhere. They've got to put their face ID sensors somewhere. It just looks like a huge compromise to me. I, I, as I look at this, and again, I know how I am, how, how different I feel about this once I actually use it. I'm sure I would love this. But as I look at it right now and I watch the videos and they turn it sideways and you got the, the notch, like there's just this part of me wishes, I wish I could flip something to where I just give up that amount of video space and right. it just resizes to fill that area. Right. It's so distracting. Letter, letterbox. And I'm not even whatever. that guy. I'm not even that guy no, about this stuff, but it's so distracting to me. I totally but, agree. I agree a thousand percent that 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 needs to be addressed. And and if it's addressed by just saying, well, the video, the left edge of the video starts at the right edge of that little uh, unibrow, and that's that's your space to watch a video. And yeah, we know it's less than you had with your iPhone eight, but so what? I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with is just taking a chunk out of my video. Yeah, yeah, and, and that, that we're getting toward. Maybe we should move into the face stuff a little bit. We're getting into the, I think you put that well, actually, Dan, that this is, if not a moonshot, this is an overt attempt to make something new that while very much in the spirit and tradition of this particular device is attempting to do several new things at once. I mean, this is, this is the dog that's wagging the tail of the eight, right? I mean, the eight, this new stuff on the eight, you have to guess came about because of what was happening with the 10. I Mm -hmm. imagine, I, I, you know, I bet they started with this and then said, okay, what kind of stuff can we pack into that other boy? But the combination of, this is just my first hot take, you know, afternoon zero with this is like, hmm, I, I could probably get with all of this, but this is a lot to change for yeah. I'm not sure what, and boy, is this costly for what this would be. It's, you know, I'm going to, I definitely want to like anybody. I want to go play with it, but like, uh, I like the button on the phone. I like touch ID on my phone. Me too. And, I'm, and I, 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 I realize that there is not much historical gain in ragging on Apple's decisions before you've, before it's gone to market and before you've played with it. I realize there's not a bright future in that. I've kind of gotten out of that business, but holy crap, the face thing is weird. It's, it's, I don't know. I guess, let's say Merlin, let's say that they, 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 let's say they get the, the whole face ID thing. Totally right. Let's say that they, it works. It works. Even though it didn't work perfectly in the demo, let's say that, it works a hundred percent of the time. It yeah. doesn't make mistakes. It, you it, can, is, bo- it is both secure um, and convenient, and convenient and accurate. Mm-hmm. I still don't like it. I, you know, what's funny? This is an unint- I think a very much an unintended consequence. I, I kept waiting for them to say, "Oh, by the way, you don't have to use this. You can still use your code." They didn't talk about codes. No, they didn't talk. They didn't talk about the hit this thing five times to disable. And currently touch ID. They didn't talk about any of that stuff. They, this is way of the future, right? This is the way this is going to be. They didn't, which is a smart Apple way to go is to not mince words about whether this is the future. This is the way we scroll now. This is the way we log in now. Like this is the way this thing works. So I, I get that. Um, 
But the funny, I think, unintended consequence, at least as how I watched it, was Phil saying that – I don't remember what the original stat was. But the chance of somebody else being able to do your touch ID is this out of this many, whatever, four figures or five figures, whereas your face is one out of a million. And I think that was supposed to make me feel <laughs> like the face stuff is way more secure. Right. But an example of some kind of cognitive uh, error on my part, uh-huh. it really just made me go, wow, should I really be trusting the fingerprint? Because I thought it was way more secure than that right. in my head. Right. I-, I thought that would be more like a one in a million. Just if you ask me orders of magnitude, which, what's the safety of using your, your fingerprint? You know, right. Fingerprint. Right. But so then now I'm trying to be smart about this and say, okay, well, let's look at what this really is. And they're not going to say this, but what's really going on here is, hey, you know, if you're worried about this stuff, turn your phone off. If you're really worried about it, turn your phone off. (laughs) Right. If you're worried about this, get a very long, get the longest available passcode you can and don't use any touch ID stuff at all. Right. And always enter the long code for everything, one password, whatever. Everything. I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, and keep everything locked down, get all EFF on it. Right. That would be, that would be the most secure way to do it. Because if, if somebody wanted to unlock your phone, they could just tap you on the back of the head with a hammer and take your thumb and put it on the print and then they, they're into your phone. You know, like, but if they want your long code, well, now that's a different story. They can't mm-hmm. get that out of your brain. Well, and I mean, again, I'm not, a, I'm not in anything. I'm certainly not a lawyer, but th- what I've heard is that, uh, in, I've heard this described as just what the law is, which makes me suspicious about whether it's true. But supposedly, supposedly uh, a cop can make you stick your finger on your phone, but they can't make you type in a code, supposedly. I've I don't know what that, that becomes. Too. I don't know what that becomes in practice, but that's what you hear. Uh, and no, so I'm I, trying I know to be, a lot of people when they're traveling, especially internationally, um, yeah. that they'll just turn off Touch ID for the duration of their trip. Since it's so easy to set it back up, it's no big deal. Right. And I, I keep meaning to look into the way that the vault stuff works when you travel with one password. I right. I've heard about that, but haven't looked into it. But, you know, that's obviously, that's not what they're saying. I think, you know, let's look at what they're, what they're saying. So on the one hand, you say like, okay, this is mostly for my convenience that I don't, I want to have the security of if a stranger finds this, it's not something where they're just going to be able to pick it up and get my stuff without any effort at all. So what do you do? You put a four digit passcode on it. Okay, that's cool. Or you can put a six-digit passcode. Or you can put uh, an alphanumeric on it. And then on top of that, if you want to get through that quickly, like the however many times, and it is crazy how many times per day, if you run any of those apps, they'll tell you like how often you pick up your phone. It's mm. nuts. It's like over 100 for most of us. You, uh, so you, you want the ease of that, so just put your thumbprint here, right? Or in this case, put your face here. And it's a convenience except insofar as it's also how you do Apple Pay, which takes it to another level. It's one thing to say, like, oh, I don't want people to see my crossy road, and quite another to say, like, well, this is, this is how I conduct transactions. And that's, I don't know. It feels weird. It feels weird to me. I, get, I don't know why I feel like, maybe it's just the creepiness of the face part, but I don't know why I feel better about a fingerprint, but I don't know. I'll have to see. Yeah, it, just I feel, it feels weird. It just feels weird. It does feel weird. And apparently it's supposed to work at different angles. And, you know, you can be like on, you know, like it, it's on a table and looking up at you and all of that. And you can grow a beard or shave your beard or wear a right. hat and put on glasses. Because of the depth. Because of the depth. Um, it's able to perceive depth. Right. And you're more than just, I guess, I guess it's doing stuff like looking at heat. It's looking at, you know, obviously three dimensions plus... 
right so and those, everything to those Arya up. stark masks that that were hanging on the wall those don't right, work a girl has an iphone right mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid, but I mean, yeah, I just I don't I don't know why I don't like it um, because I can tell you right off the way. Here's one. Okay, so the face is creepy. Here's another thing. You know how I and Syracuse has talked about this a lot on ATP and the run up to this, but like the way the way that I roll, like when I'm ready to do my phone up, like Mm -hmm. it's unlocked before it's out of my pocket. Yeah, because when I I I, I'm I am a screen down. um, How do you describe this? Left pocket screen inward top down yes which is really an artifact of a i don't want my screen to break if i bump into somebody but also b now that's where the headphone is right the headphone jack that i don't use anymore is there so that's just a residual of that right but for me that means i dig into my pocket and i press i'm I'm doing this i'm doing a no scope here and so yeah i mean that's what i do as i'm taking out of my pocket i know where my thumb goes and it's turned on by the time it gets to me i know that this will still be really fast I don't know if I want to spend this much money for this much difference as I sit here today. And the and the phone uh, the face stuff is weird. It's weird. Yeah. Also, it doesn't really go all the way to the edge, does it? The the the, the screen. As close as they can get it, I think. But I mean, the the way they're doing this, they ran like some Kai's power tools on here and they have all these <laughs> bevels and shiny things on here and it it's it looks like an uh like an iPhone 3 kind of combined with like the screen of an Android device. Right. I, I don't see how you call this full screen. I don't know. I don't know. See, now I'm just talking out of my ass. I don't know. I don't feel the need to run out and order one of any of these with what I've got. It'd be fun to play with other people's. Yeah, I definitely want to, and I'm reserving judgment. And the camera, the camera's great. Yeah, right? the camera's let's, great. Let's say the camera, the camera looks amazing. Oh, those, those. Okay, so those modes, the studio lighting, uh, the stage lighting. That's is that all? That's not iOS 11. That's all peculiar to these two new families of phone, to the eight and the ten. Right. Right. We're not going to get that on the seven. No. Damn. Uh, I'm pretty sure no. That looked pretty great. Yeah. I, I would use that. Yeah, I mean, there's a Do lot of this you... stuff that I want on the 7. Sure. Okay, here's a trivia question for you. Um, on your iPhone, in the camera settings, do you have it set to remember what you used last, or do you have it set to come up fresh every time? In in camera? Mm-hmm. Fresh every time. Yeah, so do I. I keep wondering if I should change that. I've been wondering the same thing. It doesn't seem to want to remember that I never want live photo, hardly ever. I Well, let me put it this way. I never want an unintentional live photo. I feel very creepy when somebody sends me a live photo. No, like I wife. don't like a lot. I'm, I, I, don't want to, I don't want to see or hear what's happening in the photo. And I, I will do that sometimes. Like I'll turn it on on purpose. But I use HDR more often than I do live photos. I never, never use HDR, never use live photos, never use the flash. And what about portrait? You do portrait? Portrait like a madman. It takes some monkeying, but damn, that looks good. Yeah, it looks great. I people, use that people more than People remark anything. on those photos. I know they're not flawless. I know the edges aren't perfect. But for what they're doing, that looks so professional. Oh, Look yeah. at a picture of your cat with the, the uh, background blurred. <laughs> Woo! I should get on Instagram. Yeah. But, you know, like, I remember when um, live photos came out, I looked at that and I said, I'll never use that. And I hope nobody ever sends me those. And anytime I've tweeted about it or mentioned it, there's always a couple people who are like, 
I love I, I live photos. A lot I use, of people I use them exclusively. Legit, yes, a lot of people legit love live photos, and it's one of their favorite features of the camera. I do know that. It's a little yeah. bit like the newspapers and, and pictures in Harry Potter, and so I appreciate it for that reason. But yeah. it's I really don't want that. I don't want them. I'm not trying to capture a moment in that way. If I want, if I want to, I'll, I'll take a video. If I want a video. But you know what else is really bugging me? Since you asked, <laughs> yes. Um, on iOS 11, so I've got the, the developer version on one iPad, the public beta on the other. Mm-hmm. And that's the only way I've been using iOS 11. But one thing I did, and as anybody who, uh, who knows me knows, I don't think about or care a lot about my home screen and the setup. But one thing I did do is I set up my little dock to be identical on both. So all of those apps are the same and in the same order on both of my iPads. Mm-hmm. And there is a little thing that I like. I, first of all, I love the fact that I can have tons of apps down there. Mm-hmm. If you're going to use the new functionality of iOS 11 to have split screens, you kind of got to. Like, if you're going to try and do anything with like paired apps at scale, you're going to spend a lot of time dragging things up from the dock. Get used to that. That's the new way to live now. Um, and I like it. I like that there's tons of those down there. And I don't love that the, the icons are still really spread far apart. That still seems weird. But. I've got whatever, 10 apps at the bottom of my screen. And that's great. Like all the stuff I use the most or things that even if I don't use them as much, I will use in split view. I keep them down there. And I love that. I'm sitting here looking at this thousand dollar phone and I can't believe there's only four icons in the dock. (laughs) It looks, doesn't it seem weird that they haven't figured out another way to put more apps in there? Yeah. I mean, you're looking at, looking at here under design and display. It's pretty. You get mostly uh, asterisk, asterisk, asterisk. You get screen screen to screen. But like, you can, only, you can still only have four things down there, really? Does that seem weird? Yeah, I think it is kind of weird. And it looks super weird if you've been on iOS 11 on an iPad. Because that, that, that's, well, you I got haven't. yourself a stew. I haven't. Well, you got yourself a stew. You got, you got 10, well, up to like 17 icons. You can have a junk, as Fraser has pointed out, you kind of have to have a junk drawer down there if you're going to do a lot of this. Because you can, you know, if you're going to be, you, you need to get in the habit now, get used to how you're going to have to pull things out of the dock to do split view. And like, it really is worth spending time with that because it, it's very different than what you're used to, but it is really, really great. If you're trying to do any quote-unquote real work, it is great, but you're going to have to get in that habit. The other habit that's still, I've been using it for weeks, and it's still hard for me to remember, is that I don't need to go to the homepage if I'm in an app, or the whatever it's called, the springboard. No matter where you are on iOS 11, on an iPad, you're inside Twitter. You just flick up from the bottom of the screen, and your dock is there. You know about this? No. So you're in an app anywhere on iOS 11, yeah. and you just do a little flick from the bottom, and now all your whole... In this case, like whatever those, this, they're, they're at home. I don't have them here. But those 10 apps I've got in the dock, plus the three recent apps over on this other side. It does like recent or like what I guess you want apps or this is the handoff page from your other device. That's over here on the right side. There's always three over there. Flip up any app you're in. You flip that up and you can get to any of those apps just from right there. You don't have to go back to the springboard or home screen. It's really, really great. And so now on here, flip up means go to the home right that's home now that's home now yeah that might drive me bananas for a while Mm -hmm. to try and live between those two it's a very unusual choice to do this much with gestures Hmm, time will tell yeah i'm not i don't know um 
I've never I'm, been. I'm a, sure I'll get it in my goddamn hand and love it and go, I should have ordered this. This is really great. But now, no. how does the. Are you on the Apple upgrade no. program? No. I think I am. It feels like I don't a million think I years am. ago. No, but. I'm not. And like last time, wasn't everybody mad that you weren't automatically queued up? You had to like. Didn't weren't people like? Wasn't there a lot of kerfuffle about being stuck in the back of the line? Yeah, the there was. Out? Yeah, that doesn't seem like much of a bargain. Uh, you can still trade these in for pretty good value, like right in the store. I, yeah. I'd done that once, and I was pretty. I think with my five, and I was pretty surprised uh, how much I got for it. I don't know. I mean, like this is the typical. You know, there's only two reactions to an Apple event, which is like, this is the greatest thing ever, or this is hot garbage. Like, I'm going to buy everything right now, or I don't care, this is a terrible company. Yeah. Um, and for me, I, I don't, I'm not actually saying either of those, but I don't, I wrote down on the calendar when I can order an Apple Watch, which I don't need, but I, I kind of want that new Apple Watch pretty bad. Yeah. I don't know if I feel like I really need to spend this for this right now, yeah. personally. Yeah. And I'm not even that stingy about this stuff. But well, the, like um, be- apparently the stock of, this is always so funny. The stock fell. <laughs> uh, oh, that's uh, so weird. Apple well, no, stock I mean, fell that's, that's amid all, disappointment. I'm- the company will not begin taking orders on its much anticipated iPhone 10 model until October. It was that's down 0.4%. That's the problem with the stock value, though. It's like all that's, as Jason Snell likes to remind us, that's all baked into the price or those high expectations. Right. So really, it's, it would be very unusual for it to go anywhere but down after an announcement. Unless everything went flawlessly and it's 10.10 from all the, 10.0 from all the Russian judges, like <laughs> it, they're, they're, their stock's going to drop because there's no way that it could be up to what the value of it is meant to be. I know. So overall feelings on the event. We should ditch. It's getting long here. Yeah. Um, overall feelings. You're asking. Um, yeah, I felt I felt like the pace of it was was better than it has been. I felt like there was much less of the sort of in jokes. Well, we're planning a party, and oh, I'm going to call you on the phone, and we'll joke yeah. about the party, and we'll have another follow up joke later on in the show about oh, I'm I'm so corny and goofy, and I like to wear a funny hat. Like not that that kind yeah. of joking wasn't there, so I I commend them on that. That alone, the lack of that was enough to make the whole thing a million times better for me. Uh, but I thought the pacing was good. Um, I almost felt like the beginning with Steve Jobs was almost like a good a goodbye, a farewell to Steve Jobs in a way that's like we're not going to keep talking about him anymore. The way that we I have. wondered that too, and I, I was very I'm not going to say anything about this in public because you don't want to get yelled at or be unkind. Right. But it's time to it's time to honor his memory by moving on. Yeah, no, I, it's I, what Steve would want. Steve would want you to stop talking about Steve. Hall, I think so too. I mean, Apple's let, a let thing. Let the company become the next company. Right. You know, let's stop guessing what what Steve would do if he were there. Steve's not alive anymore. Like, That's why, a thing now. You know, I don't understand. Even in a way, like it's been it's been a while. Like like Apple's doing great. Let's see what they're going to do without him. It's 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 not his company anymore. You know, yeah. and I I loved Steve Jobs. I thought he was amazing and and. Uh, fascinating human being who who did so much, and that's yeah. great. And now let's let's see what Tim can do. Let's see what these other folks <laughs> that are coming up that we don't even know their names yet can do. You think you're gonna go into the uh, town square and check these out? Uh, yeah, definitely. I'll I'll take a quick trip <laughs> to the town square. Don't, and, don't call it a store, Dan. It's not a store. It's a town square. It's a town. You know, because I always thought when yeah. I moved to Austin, I yeah. thought of the Apple Store in the domain as like that's the center of Austin. Really, yeah. I mean, it's the capital of Texas. Literally. So therefore, it's mm-hmm. it is the capital building. Is the that's Apple a good Store point. here? Everything's bigger in Apple. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Mm. I'm not a. Uh, 
I'm not, I, I, I can't think of it in those terms. Um, I don't think I will hang so, be hanging out at an Apple store. But overall impressions, I would say that I thought they were good. I thought the pacing was good. I thought the, the tribute at the beginning was nice. It was nice. Um, you very know, tense. The, it seemed like a very – it seemed tense. It did me. seem tense. I mean you were there in person, I know. So. I was reporting from the floor right. across the street. Right. They have a floor. They have a new floor. <laughs> and you're not allowed, to, not allowed to stand on it because Johnny doesn't want you to mar it with your – people shoes right um but your avatar can go in there that's right explore freely your smiling talking mm. poop avatar can my, represent my, you my. <laughs> take me to your leader ha 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 oh god <laughs> what about you oh. what, what was your what's your take on it what do you feel besides tense um you know good for them I, i'm i feel really i feel bad for apple that that thing stuff got leaked because you know they should be able to have a big exciting event uh, I'm bummed for them that that got out, but uh, yeah. I, I thought it did feel a little uh, weird, intense, and a little bit of forced smiling more so than usual. I thought so um, too. You know, they're all they talk about micro expressions and how you, someone will say something, and what, part of the way that they're saying something, their their expression of like their their eyes might be saying something different than their smile is saying you know i've oh absolutely yeah, I, yeah, I, sure. I felt like i picked up on some of that with uh with with tim cook a little bit and maybe i'm he seemed myself, he seemed but, a little not off his game but like he puts on a brave face right but he didn't seem as like an grimace almost like honestly it was very emotional at the beginning yeah. uh, for him uh i think that was not a put on i right. think he was that's very it's tough tough thing to yeah. get up there in front of people and talk about but just the whole thing had kind of a weird energy to it. Yeah. I don't know. But, um, yeah. Are you going to get anything? No. Yeah. We'll probably get a watch. I want to hear about it when you get it. Uh, but no, yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, you know. You're good. Sticking, sticking with what I got right now. I'm going to stick. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in to this uh, special uh, live coverage of the uh, September Apple event. Hmm. I don't know about that notch. It's going to keep me awake at night. Yeah. Willis. <laughs> Can't mm. unsee it. Mm. The Return of Bruno. Is that what it's called? Remember his album? The Harmonica album? Oh. Mm-hmm. It's his first album. It's called Return of Bruno. Right. Mm-hmm. It's kind of strange. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, button this up. Okay. I love you. Love you too, Merlin, man.